guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm sorry that I've been gone for like two weeks, I think maybe a week. I'm not sure, but I'm sorry. I have had a lot going on. I know that's not really like an excuse, but I'm trying to be consistent because I really do like sitting down and film. I really do like sitting down and recording this. But yeah, there's just been some things in my life that have been really busy like with work and personal and I feel like I haven't had a day off like I haven't just had like a weekend like a normal weekend where I could just like chill at home or like do something for myself in the past like three weeks so that's kind of a long time to not make time for yourself so I'm excited I'm really looking forward to this weekend to like just kind of debrief um I went to Coachella last weekend and you know I'm still processing it I'm still processing my experience it was my first time ever going to the actual festival last year I just went to Coachella parties but this is my first time actually going to the festival and to be honest with you my main reason I wanted to go in the first place was because of Frank Ocean I have been a Frank Ocean fan since I was 13 and I'm 23 now so I've been a Frank Ocean member 10 years that's a long time and maybe even no I, it's got to be 13 because he released Channel Orange in 2012 and I feel like I, that's when I kind of found out about him now it could have been no I think I might have been 12 actually because 12 was when I joined Tumblr I don't think I was on Tumblr at 11 I mean I don't know I saying 11 years old sounds very very young but you have to also think like some seventh graders no wait no some seventh graders are 12 okay yeah so like seventh grade I remember this is like so cringy looking back but whatever because it shaped me who I am I think the part that's cringy is that I was like a white girl listening to odd future like thought it was so cool um, I mean, it is cool. It is really cool. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I just thought that I made it, like, my personality. Um, but I loved Odd Future in seventh grade and loved that, like, skate culture. I used to go to Zoomies and get, like, the donut socks and I would order. I also had watermelon socks I ordered from the Odd Future website. I was a big Tyler the Creator fan. I saw him in 2014. He literally had, like, a mosh pit with Taco and Jasper and that's how I kind of found Frank Ocean also through Tumblr though I remember I had this composition book I think I talked about this another episode yeah I had a composition book my freshman year of high school and it was like these magazine cutouts of Lana Tyler and Frank and those were like my three my three people and then the weekend shortly followed after that he was like my fourth edition but Frank Ocean was kind of I mean really he was like my first like I don't know like I really felt like he was the type of artist to make me feel something feel related to the music or something like I'm a super moody person and as I'm growing up I'm looking more so recently this this past week before the Coachella performance and after I'm realizing how much I really love his lyrics back when I was younger you know I still really loved them obviously and I loved his music but I didn't really like resonate with him in the same way that I kind of do now and I feel like he's like super just like mystical and he's like always talking about like 
magical things he's talking about enlightenment chakras seances like he's kind of cool like that like he's he gets it um and I feel like I'm kind of that way so I I'm realizing now that he really like loves talking about that kind of stuff and yeah anyway so that was like I was so excited for Coachella and getting to the actual festival let me just say it was my first time so next time if there is a next time um I will do it a lot differently I definitely had some mixed feelings just being there um I did get a VIP ticket and so with the VIP ticket you know you're you have access to like the VIP lounges and whatever I mean it's it's not really that much of like a special treatment, I would say. I've, I haven't been general admission there because it's my first time, but you can still go into all of like the other public areas, but then there's like these two separate areas that you can go that are still very crowded. Um, and there's like different kind of food and I don't know, different bars and literally filled with influencers and celebrities. I, I didn't really see too many like a-listers but I did see a lot of influencers like really popular ones and stuff and it just I don't know it doesn't feel the best I don't know if you guys have been in a situation where I mean especially if you're listening to this from LA if you've been in a situation where you're just surrounded by a ton of people from the internet generally I'm not trying to make a generalization for influencers okay because obviously these are people too and like I'm sure some of them are amazing great people in their core and I'm sure some are not and need to do like some inner work okay and I know it's not people's job to well I don't know I have just mixed feelings about this I know that these influencers they don't have like a responsibility to like talk to strangers or include people or whatever but it just feels really exclusive like not including you at all it kind of feels like I would relate it to like you're on the playground and it's like a bunch of like a bunch of like really popular kids and like they're not picking you to be in like their team like like I said, I also am not trying to engage in conversation. Maybe like here and there, like if we're in like a circle. I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel good so much for your self-esteem because these people are getting so much attention. Like they're getting stopped for pictures and like whatever. And maybe I just sound bitter, okay? But like it just felt, I don't know, the energy over there just, I think I let it take up too much of my Coachella time. Just like seeing these people, being around them didn't I don't know it just didn't feel good mentally to be honest I don't know if maybe it made me feel insecure because a lot of these people online look really beautiful or attractive in person um I don't maybe I was like comparing myself obviously we love to hear a compliment or two come on like we like compliments and you know when you're surrounded by like all these people that you know of but they don't know you and they don't make an effort to talk to you or compliment you or whatever it kind of can make you feel kind of I don't know just alone and isolated so I think that I spent a little too much of my time in around that um so next time I would definitely want to 
like be there for the music which I know is like it, it is what I was there for but obviously Frank was on Sunday there were still two days before the festival that I kind of had like you know to make time out of you know to make the most out of it but I think that next time I could do a little bit better and also next time I would love to try all the different food they have there because I had like a few different things but next time I would go earlier in the day to the festival because I didn't end up getting there every night until like five or six so I kind of wasted that now it was really hot during the day so I'm kind of glad a little bit but next time I would go earlier in the day try the different foods go to people's sets that I've never heard of and just see their music because don't hate me here but I have never listened to Blackpink before Coachella I knew of them obviously and I've seen like pictures of them but I never watched videos of them I've never listened to their music I don't know I just I don't know I wasn't like a fan really but their performance was so good and so captivating and it looks like they were literally in a music video the way they were performing and it was so high energy I am definitely a fan now and it got me like after the festival looking up interviews of them and like watching videos and like I think they have like a little documentary on Netflix like I want to watch it now they were so good and talented and fun and I thought it was really cool so that was kind of like special because I was like okay so obviously now I understand what a festival is for it is for you to also discover new music and I mean I've been to festivals before but they were it was a long time ago like I went to Bonnaroo in 2015 and 2017 and that was so so fun I think Bonnaroo was so fun too because it was just like before this huge huge rise of influencers and like social media culture and yes outfits were like a big deal like you still want like a cool cute outfit but you're also like camping in Tennessee and like the farm so it's a little bit of a different vibe and it's not as pretentious I would say now there was still a crowd at Coachella was not pretentious at all and like people who were like having fun there for the music you know what I mean like by no means am I generalizing Coachella but Bonnaroo was much more free-spirited at least I felt more free-spirited so maybe it's like me and I was also like 15 and 18 when I went or 17 um so yeah, it was different, different time, but that was like so much fun. And I remember discovering new music there and just having like new looks, lookouts on life there because it felt like really cool that people could just be so positive together, like in a community for four days. And you also camp there. And I know you can camp at Coachella, but I didn't uh, camp there. Yeah, anyway, next time I would do it a whole lot differently. And I think that there is potential for it to be really fun. But yeah, I don't know. I had a okay time. It was a good time. And yeah, but now something I'm feeling really passionate about because obviously the internet has been blowing up about this is Frank Ocean. Okay, so I know that this topic is like blowing up right now and there's many different opinions and I feel like it's quite polar opposites. People either are supporting him 
being there for him, understanding, whatever. And then there's people who are absolutely hating on him, trashing him, saying cancel Frank Ocean, fuck Frank Ocean. I mean, if you Google right now, Frank Ocean, now it's also news that he just pulled out of Coachella weekend two this weekend. Um, But if you Google Frank Ocean, Literally, there is one from Variety Magazine called, Why Was Frank Ocean's Coachella Set Such a Disappointing Mess? Then, if you go on Reddit or Twitter, I mean, there are people absolutely trashing him. There's TikToks being made, like, there's so many negative comments. Um, I am going to read something from this Reddit post that I think is really interesting. Uh, but first, I just want to say... I was actually there, you know, I had my own experience and I will say, of course, of course, there was so much anticipation for this performance. I mean, he hasn't performed in years, like he hasn't really released anything or posted online or anything. And like, it's kind of like whenever he, the the time period in between 2012 and 2016, when he, I think he released Blonde in 2016, like the time period between those two albums channel orange and and blonde uh was a really long time do you guys remember when there was like memes on twitter like everyone was like where is frank there were so many like jokes whatever so he's used to that right he's used to the fans acting like that and like creating something out of it right so i would say as a fan who had so many theories on to like what the performance was going to be and like what the songs he was going to sing and just the start of it like everything i mean i was thinking so many things in my head and i would say that in the beginning of the performance i ca- okay so also i'm really short and i was pretty close but I kept trying to like see him and I guess now it's come out that he didn't even like he was like behind like this backstage like screen thing and I guess that he didn't come out uh until like five songs in and then even when he came out you couldn't really see him like the light wasn't on him um he did a lot of songs that were like re-renditions is that the word (laughs) like different additions of the songs into the way that he wanted them so like a few times he would like change the lyric or like sing it in the tune that's like a little bit different like maybe a little slowed down so I think there might have been like a little bit of disappointment to the fans I'm just gonna speak for myself here there was a few times where like I wanted to sing a lyric or like I wanted to sing along but he changed it so he I didn't feel like I I was so like a part of it but like maybe that's kind of selfish I don't know but um and there obviously also was a lot of long pauses in between each song so I'm gonna read this and then I'm gonna kind of explain more into how I feel how I felt in the moment and how I feel now because I've processed it and I feel different than how I felt in the moment okay so this person says the orange BMW sightings in the area all week and having the car sit at will call. Will he drop a new album or new music? The rumors of having an ice rink and ice skaters. Will he have merch or a surprise merch drop after the show? Frank being late wasn't even that annoying for me because you could still see you could still see the stage being set up. If anything, it was just growing more and more anticipation and hype, which I agree. Although, being in front of the ice rink and not seeing anybody prepare for it and realize that it wasn't going to be used was a huge bummer. 
The songs that he did perform were amazing. Bad Religion and White Ferrari gave me chills. However, the DJ set, the inner child bit, and playing the ox and dancing for Chanel Nikes and Knights were just so disappointing and underwhelming for me. Not, e- not even being able to see him on the stage because he was tucked away, sucked to, and the pauses in between the songs while it looked like he was discussing with the crew on what song to do next gave the feel of an intimate show, which was cool at times, but overall didn't make the Coachella show feel cohesive or prepared as a Coachella high- headliner should prepare. Then, of course, the show ending abruptly when you had the feeling of wanting more was the icing on the cake. Not to mention the disappointment anyone feels when any performer doesn't do their favorite songs, like for me missing out on Ivy and Pyramids. Maybe in time I will grow to appreciate the set, but the expectations and the hype didn't live up to the reality, and it was a sour ending to such an incredible weekend. Okay, so obviously this... I, I think this this is probably the most respectful... Um, opinion that I've read about this because a lot of people are just I feel like having no understanding and just being super mean and bitter I feel like this is actually a fan who is disappointed understandably um and yeah the sharing their opinion on like the, the their true thoughts and feelings and it's not just like a a hate comment okay so yes I have some parts of this comment that I do agree with. I feel like there were a few moments of the show that felt a little bit unrehearsed and felt like they could have been a bit stronger, like like they said, the inner child portion. But it almost felt like it was done in a really, to me, still like beautiful way the way that this little boy was on the stage like lip syncing and then the camera like slightly turned and then you could see like the inner child on like the the I don't know what that thing is called like the teleprompter thing it's definitely called something when it's like going across the screen it was like inner child inner child and I thought I was like oh wow like that's so cool and then about the pauses in between the songs yeah that was like a little bit uh it didn't like leave the height it didn't um keep the hype however it silenced the crowd something I have never experienced or seen or heard before I have never seen a crowd of that many people be silent for an artist and I think it's because we so much care and want to hear every single thing that Frank says and has to share and I felt like that's why everyone was just so silent like what's gonna happen next like but also I think that something else that a lot of people had wrong about the the performance before it even started is that Frank is not the same performer as Blackpink who's going to give you so much energy like Frank's music is really chill chill songs and moody songs so I don't really know where that like what people really expected out of that like I felt like it was gonna be that way like I just felt like it was gonna be more low lower energy but still really beautiful Okay, also, I don't know why everyone's hating on the DJ set. I thought it was so fucking cool for him to give light to an artist that maybe a lot of people don't know about and to have this fucking cool girl, like, do this set was amazing. Like, what? why was everyone so pissed about that? He was giving light to 
someone like um, her life is made now she just performed at Coachella with Frank Ocean and he talked about how it was giving us a look into his like creative process and how he threw parties in New York and he found these underground DJs like to me that was really fucking cool and not a lot of artists would showcase another artist like that on a stage where it was supposed to be just their performance and he literally told the crowd afterwards that he wanted to give like a little rave in between the set because he's probably aware that his music are is just like really chill and more like ballad style and just like singing rather than like dancing and partying so i thought that was thoughtful and he was trying to give you guys what you wanted to have that high energy okay so i thought the dj set was great it was fun lighthearted, and it was really cool regardless of what the truth is because we never will never really totally truly know what an artist is really feeling on the inside unless he frank himself comes out verbally and like says something which i'm not sure if that's gonna happen maybe but I, I don't think so but i think that a lot of artists and visionaries anyway struggle the most with being understood by the public and critics and fans and even other fellow artists I just want to read um, a portion of this article I found on misunderstood artists because I feel like this could, I I don't know, give you some compassion for someone who's a creative. Um, And I feel like I really resonate with this whole situation as being a creative who very often feels misunderstood and just, I don't know, if you are creative, I think that you can relate to you know, having your own vision and being so passionate about your vision and having wanting everything to go a certain way to create this world inside your head. And in the past few years working in the fashion industry, working for um, two different people in my career to like bosses, I would say that most of the time after you make something or you come out with something, it's very normal for them to like hate it or for them to be disappointed even though I think it's amazing and maybe other people around us think it's amazing but they often and I think this is like some imposter syndrome or some things that artists just deal with is they end up like not even liking their work or they're upset because it didn't go the way that they wanted it to go or like whatever they try to control you know every single aspect of it to create that vision and that world that they had imagined for themselves so Here's the quote, or here's the excerpt. I know artists who worry once their work receives favorable public attention, for they assume such acceptance indicates that they have descended to the level of the common herd. When they, What they do appreciate, on the other hand, is a dense and learned article in one of the art journals, much of what they will probably not understand, which gives their art an air of mystery and which puts a beautifully dense smoke screen between it and the public. Altogether, too many artists feel naked and vulnerable without such verbiage to surround and support them. Now, I know as well as everyone else that art is profound and complex. Yet, the point of some works of art is their direct and breathtaking simplicity. The work any writer on art can do for such work is to help pull up the blind that may temporarily be obscuring it from the viewer. That is all. The moment he begins to decorate that blind or make it clever or makes clever little verbal curtains to frame it, he has begun to defeat his professional purpose. Like the ringmaster at a circus, his job is to introduce and then to stand aside. 
At the same time, I'm not arguing for the popularization or oversimplification of art, for that might destroy its effectiveness altogether. I think what I like about this article is that it's really telling about how some artists really do struggle with their art being shown to people. And it's a really vulnerable thing. It's a really personal thing. I mean, something this makes me think of a lot is Kanye and how he's so criticized in the media. I mean, for other things besides his art, but like, let's just say his art firstly. And I'm sure also when he first started, people really criticized him and people like didn't understand it and blah, blah, blah. Or some people, you know, think his shoes are like hideous. Some people don't agree with his music videos or his performances, but some people do and some people get it. And don't you want the ones that get it to be your fans and supporters anyway? And I know this circumstance was a little bit different with Frank because it wasn't like he, I don't know. I mean, who's to say if the show is successful or not? I think that for me in the moment, I felt sad when it ended. Of course, I'm sure everyone was fucking sad, but that's because we wanted more. Not because I wanted it to end like I did not want that show to end. And when it, he said that he had to end the show abruptly because he went over curfew, I really thought it was going to be a joke. I mean, we all just stood there not knowing what to do. And then the lights came up and that was like so disappointing. But I felt like, of course, this would happen. Like it's so <laughs> on brand for Frank for something like this to happen, to leave his fans like wanting more and... I mean, it just adds to his elusiveness, <laughs> whether I mean, I really I really do think that it wasn't it was real. Like he really was going over the curfew. And, you know, there's just like a factors of things that I think people have to still be compassionate about and to think that this person is still a fucking human, regardless of what happened, regardless if he, you know, hurt his leg or you know he was gonna have this like elaborate skating rink I mean, maybe all that stuff was gonna happen for real but maybe he just woke up and decided that he felt like he was scared to do that because maybe he felt like no one was gonna like it or people weren't gonna understand it or whatever like you never know what goes inside and uh, someone's head and like the reasons why they make these creative choices he could have like really thought oh my god like I really don't want to show this anymore like I've changed my mind I think creatives change their mind all the time I mean this is why I think the fashion industry is so last minute and so like crazy all the time with these deadlines because the creative directors and the designers are constantly changing their minds like I'm talking about I've worked at a place before where we made the entire collection in like two days. Like we had stuff made. We had hundreds of pieces made like weeks before the show. But come the day of the show, the day before the show, it's like, can you make this, this and this? And it's like, that's what gets on the runway. It's like fast, fastly changing because we're always inspired or not inspired by things. It's just like ever changing. And I think that you can't blame him like I don't know. I remember when they were setting up the stage and I think it had gone over like 30 minutes at this point. It's like 1030 and someone in the crowd like yelled like it's not that deep like finish the set or whatever. But like 
it is that deep for him and it it is like what he wants to show and that pissed me off for someone to say that because it's like you obviously aren't seeing his vision and his I don't know I don't know if I'm being like too preachy here but it just felt like you guys aren't getting this and I also like I just love really always give people the benefit of the doubt and I'm always playing devil's advocate but I always have to think about like what's he going through and he was not disrespectful by any means he gave a speech about his brother that passed away and he thanked everyone in the crowd for showing him love and support all this time like he he wasn't disrespectful he came out on the stage he did the best that he could we have no idea what he's going through and whatever and I think that like you can't compare him to the other headliners I'm sorry you just can't I think that he's been like a shyer person and a more obviously a more reserved and mysterious person I think those things are for a reason like you know I don't think that fame goes well for everyone I think that people are always watching his every move and like everything he does and now that he's being criticized for this performance it's like yeah good luck now like really getting something like the next time he's gonna perform or like whatever I mean I don't I don't know I don't think that he would let that get to him too much like I I still think that he I don't know. I don't really know what's going on in his head. I mean, I'm sure he feels probably bad. I'm sure he feels upset seeing some of the comments if he's reading them. But, you know, we just never truly know, like, what happened. And I think that after the show and after I processed it, I realized how lucky I felt and how blessed I felt to be able to see that performance by someone I've been listening to for 11, 10, 11 years. And to see him, like, singing songs even if they were in the way he wanted to because that's his vision and that's what he wanted to do because imagine if you just lived your life doing what everyone else wanted you to do it's the same thing I feel like with musicians like people who are controlled by their labels or people who are dressing a certain way for their fans like you're not gonna be happy if you're living your life for everyone so I just have think I just think of it that way and I cried during the performance um, when he did speak about his brother. That was really emotional and that was really like vulnerable to even mention something about it and to just, I don't know. It just felt to me like a super raw performance. And yeah, there was a little mistakes and there was like him, um, you know, talking to the people on the stage and the inner child thing like maybe wasn't executed so well but it was still the message behind it and like that made me feel like he was really trying to give us a story and like a message and of course I would love to know what he was going to end with and like what the last performance was going to be but he did allude to having a new album sometime soon um, I am going back and looking at like some of the Reddit posts now after they just announced that Frank is not coming for weekend two and it is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I understand that like fans are sad and let down. I know I know I would be really upset if I had gone next weekend instead of this weekend, but I'm like, oh shit. Like I am really grateful now that I got to see it. But I don't know. Now, I don't know. Like, I still stand by everything I said, but I do feel a little mixed opinions because it's like, like I said, 
like I said, you can't like live your life for other people. Now I know like being an, a big artist and like having people like plan to come to your show. I'm sure people really just bought Coachella tickets just for him. And I literally kind of did that. So I guess, yeah, I would be pretty upset. But people are being still like so mean to him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he could like make this right. Um, but I do still feel like at the same time, like you just never know what he's going through. And like maybe he's going through something mentally that we don't know about. And like sometimes when you need a mental health day, like you have bad mental health, maybe you don't, you can't, you don't want to go to work or you don't want to perform in front of like hundreds of thousands of people. If you're feeling like really insecure and bad, but I don't know. I mean, who, who really knows like the total, total truth. But I think the moral of my story is to still like have compassion for someone. And I think it's okay to be a little disappointed, but to also be grateful for the performance that we did get. And, you know, he could have never come out at all and he still did. And he still showed up and sang some beautiful songs. So I think people can be a little more grateful. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know now about this week and two thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm still I'm still a Frank Stan. I still support and I'm still excited to see what he comes out with in the future. And everyone has their bad days. Everyone messes up sometimes, okay? Things don't always go at plan. We can't be like perfect people. And mental health is such a real fucking thing. And like I just feel like not enough people take it seriously. And sometimes it can really make us incapable of doing things and it can make you feel so guilty and upset. And sometimes you just let disappoint people and you let people down. But I don't know. I think people just need to have a little more understanding of that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully it gave you a little bit of a different perspective. I don't know. Hopefully you guys can spread a little bit more positivity out there and just try to think of it a little bit differently. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.